you could tell me why. Podcast where three guys read a book and talk about it. We're your chumps here to talk some chapters. My name's Connor. I'm joined as ever by my two co-hosts, Connor and Josh. And today we're going to be discussing chapters five and six of the sixth book of the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. We're almost done. We are really almost done. Only two more podcasts after this. Two yeah. chapters. Yeah, it kind of feels like we are done. It does. Yeah. It, it does kind of feel that way. We're kind of where the movie ends, I think. There's a little bit more that I think is in the movie, but we're pretty close. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's. I don't know. It's like a whole freaking thing to talk about. But um, how are we doing, guys? Like, how's it going? Doing all right. A little tired, but that's normal for a work week. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a okay. I feel. I feel pretty good today. Um, I read the two chapters two days ago, so I. I hope. Hope my memory will. Will uh, pull through for me because two days is a long time for me. Yeah, I mean, I hope so too, but. Even on the days where you read the the chapters the same day and then talk about it, it's like, you know, you're, yeah, you're kind well, of it's always a crapshoot. It's not, you know, you know, you, you don't you don't always have as much to weigh in as all, you know. I don't I don't know if that's true. I don't take notes. So I don't no, take notes. no. I mean, it's not it's not really about that though. It's like, you know, you're always like, I, you're like, I gotta be honest, guys. I don't know what anyone's name is. Oh or yeah, what's well, that's just I, don't, I don't care about the name. There's just too many of these names. These darn names. Yeah. I'm sick of them. And there, and I mean, I don't know. There is some of that in in this in these chapters too. Especially if I think the first one. Like there's, there's a lot of there's just a lot of names. Yeah. 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 It's funny because you would think that like the amount of names is like how many characters there are, and yet there's like double the amount of names to characters. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's a great point. Easily, so because some characters have like three or four names, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, that is still funny to me. It's kind of like in movies these days where there's like big crowd scenes and and but but they don't cast like you know a hundred extras they just use cgi to fill in the empty space and copy and paste the the people in the crowds except with names yeah it's like that but with names (laughs) like imagine imagine what you're describing like as like a movie making technique and then it's names instead so so guys i did um i'm remembering now something i wanted to bring up uh, that I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, what's what's up? So you know how because you guys like Star Wars, right? Indeed, uh, I don't know, I do. Josh. Do we? I, I say we, yes. Josh? We do enjoy Star Wars. Yes. Okay. 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 That's what I, that's we what do. I thought. That's what I thought. So you know there was uh, Baby Yoda from the Mandalorian. 
um, was a big success for Star Wars, and, and people love <laughs> that little guy. People really love that little guy. Um, and I thought, like, now since Amazon is trying to expand the Lord of the Rings into, uh, you know, like, they're trying to, to cash in that, that Tolkien money with the Rings of Power, and, you know, it seems like they kind of want to start a uh, Lord of the Rings... Um, cinematic universe or or internet streaming service universe um and i thought the best way to do that is they uh they develop a show where one of the main characters is is baby Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think <laughs> it's gold yeah yeah no i mean as soon as you started uh Getting to your point, I was like, "This motherfucker is gonna say Baby Gollum, isn't he?" <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's I like, was like, "It's low hanging fruit, really." It felt, there was like a pit in my stomach, like I was just dreading you saying those two words to me, and then you did it, and it was like as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Like, like that was just horrible. Yeah, I mean, you don't like it, but it would be massively successful. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. But Josh, what are your? It's thoughts? just funny because like. They made like a whole game about that, didn't they? Well, that was and it wasn't Gollum. good. That was all grown up Gollum. Yeah, we want him to be a little bit cuter, a little bit more like like he's more like a like like a rambunctious little scamp instead of a disturbed, we... deranged. And and we don't even have to think about his actual like the actual history of him. Like we don't don't even. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I was gonna ask because I was like, you know, he was a hobbit. Yeah, so no, you don't. Baby? Yeah, I was about to ask. Think about have, that. Have we even seen the, uh... <laughs> so it'll be like, he's still like this little fucking like, like husk freak, right? Like, yes, like yes. All, he's still all of it, like his hair wilting and yes, falling off of exactly. it. Exactly. But just a little his bit disgusting skin. Just a little and, smaller like a little, and a little cuter. But he's still just a little dis- baby but, now. But still disgusting, but kind of cute. Yeah. Kind of like baby like Grinch. Kind of like, like baby Grinch. In the yeah. Grinch oh my God. Baby Gollum would be like baby yeah. Grinch. Yeah. Which I don't know, like, is Baby Grinch a cautionary tale? Mm. On like, yeah. you know, can can every character be turned into a baby v- version and be cute? That's know? a good. Is, that's a good question. That was like a whole fad in the nineties. That's how you got baby Looney Tunes and baby Muppets and stuff. That's true. I think that is true. I it it was not really in fashion when Baby Grinch came around because that was the early two thousands, right? So. Oh no, no! Baby Grinch was a pariah. Well, ba- Baby Grinch was held up as as like. So, so I'm saying the world has changed since then, and so I think that the time is right for Baby Gollum to swoop in and steal some of Baby Yoda's thunder. Maybe. 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 Baby. Maybe even on like Josh's point, it's like you could even do a baby series. Like, hey, maybe there's Baby Gandalf there too. You know? Yeah, Baby Gandalf would be great. I mean, the only so. issue is like you—you you would have to like he would still have the beard and stuff, and yeah. I mean, I guess like he would be Gandalf. He would just be Whittle. <laughs> yeah, Whittle Gandalf. <laughs> like he I would, love it. He would. He would still just be Gandalf. Gandalf but, the Whittle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe. I, I, mean, I mean, we have a lot of ideas for executives. That we, we that's what I'm there. saying. I mean, this yeah. one, this could be it. I don't know. I know, but you know, between this and our other podcast, Green Dudes, I think we we're sitting on a on on a just a gold mine of of lucrative. I, I mean, business deals. Does does it does it make you feel kind of sick? It's like, is our true calling actually to be like fucking suits? Oh, like, oh man. Like, is is what we're actually good at? Like coming up with. Uh, incredibly successful like m- marketing uh yeah. toys that have no soul that whatsoever and are just cashing in yeah <laughs> <laughs> like is it do we do we have this like secret talent after all and we're just like uh, fighting against it i don't know yeah yeah i think i mean that's a bit of a revelation and i'm not sure if i'm ready to reckon with that just yet oops no there's it's probably too much to to unpack there yeah but. yeah but I, uh you, you, like you, you call them suits, but I, I, I hope to one day be successful enough where I don't have to ever wear a suit. Like, ever. Yeah. I, yeah. Where I get, like where someone, I get to set the dress code. <laughs> even, like, if someone dies, it's like you just show up whatever you, whatever, you know, you want to wear. Let, 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 me, let, let me be more specific with at work. I never want to have to, I, I want to be the successful kind of, uh, I want to be the kind of successful where you just kind of set the dress code for where you work. You know, so you wouldn't want to wear sweatpants to a funeral. I would not want to show that kind of disrespect. What if it was? Well, but but in this situation, you're like super successful. What if the dress code was sweatpants? It would still be disrespectful. But what if the deceased person was like, I want only people wearing sweatpants at my funeral. Then that might change my the outcome. Yes. Okay. Mm. Get ready, Josh. I'm writing that down in my. I guess not my will. I don't know. My uh, I think that would be in your will. My my, my, yeah, my last will and testimony. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, this is it. Actually, I'm just telling you guys. You should. It's on record. If for some reason, I kick it first. Um, well, you are the oldest, so you probably will. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you uh, you have my blessing to to come wearing sweatpants, uh, please. It was really weird when we met up on last Friday and we sat down for dinner and I had to ask, I, I didn't have to, I, I ended up asking you how the wife was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh my, I didn't say it at the time. It's like, Oh man, we're old. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was funny. Yeah. Josh is like, so how's the wife? <laughs> it was a good conversation though. And yeah. were you like, yeah. you're like who? Oh, wait, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Good stuff. All right. Um, so let's uh, let's get to talking about Lord of the Rings here. Chapter five: The Steward and the King. Um. Now I'm trying to remember what the fuck happened in this. I you think just this read is it. Where, no, not today. <laughs> I I read I read chapter five on Tuesday when we were supposed to podcast, and I read chapter six today. Okay. So. So we, we began I with uh, but I didn't reschedule because I didn't read. Sure, sure. sure. Um, it began with Eowyn. Yeah, and Eowyn Gondor. Restless. And Gondor in general just being like, uh, guys, because apparently they they're all in a in a field celebrating, and everyone in Gondor is just like, so they're dead. Yeah, because nobody <laughs> said, nobody sent like a messenger or something like that. Yeah, they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> They think they're all about going to die in a week. Yes. 
Yeah, and uh, Eowyn's like talking to the warden. She's like, well, I want to go out here and join the battle, you know. And the warden's like, uh, that's kind of, that's crazy that you want to do that. And also I have orders for that not to happen. The king he's literally like, told me to tell you no. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, you can ask the steward of Gondor. And guess what? He happens to also be here in the, the House of Healing. It's Faramir. And, and um, you know, they they begin to have this blossoming romance as the two, uh, as the two talk. But Faramir is also like, yeah, you really shouldn't go. Like, that's... Don't do that. And and so, sure enough, you know, they, they stay and talk over the course of several days. Um... And then eventually, um, hey, when and Faramir fall in love, they do. They fall in love. Well, Faramir loves Eowyn. I, I mean, like, there is more to say on this in this like yes. next chapter too, but but Eowyn's kind of hesitant at first. She's resistant to the idea. Um. And, uh, uh, it's a, oh, that's right. And then the other big thing that happens in this chapter is Aragorn does return and they go through the whole, uh, oh. ceremony coronation. Of, yes. The coronation. That's the word for it. Thank you, Josh. Uh, which happens like just outside of the city as they, as they return. And, um, so there's that whole thing. There's like that whole deal where the army returns and it's like, okay, everyone's here and successful and, you know, we did it. And, um, hang on a second, guys. We're going to have to take a quick two minute break. He's getting his burritos. Hello? Yeah, thank you. I'll be right there. Put him on the podcast. Put him on the. Come on, come All right, bye. Let him talk. You should ask him his. Connor, uh, Connor, Connor. W- would you, would you want to be put onto a podcast while you're door dashing? Come yeah, on. That, that would be really fun. <laughs> I'll be right back. I I I I hope that day comes. All right, we'll be back after a quick message from our sponsors. So yeah, Aragorn's coronation, and then you know they they get back into the city and they have a feast and people are rejoicing and people are reunited and. The chapter ends with uh, Aragorn and Arwen's wedding. So yeah. it's just like a big celebration. This chapter, okay. the Steward and the King. There's some other shit that oh, happens. Shit. Something about a tree and stuff. Yeah. There's a. <laughs> there's there's yeah. some other shit that happens. Aragorn's but like, that's really it. dramatic about the about the devastation of the uh, of his kingdom or whatever, and yeah. Gandalf is like, "But look, there's a tree that's growing in there," and then Aragorn's like, oh, "So it's not all dead." Yeah. And yeah. then Aragorn's like, "Because uh, isn't it this chapter where where?" Uh, or maybe it's maybe it's the next chapter, but um, where you know Frodo's like, well, when can we leave? When can we go back home? And, and Aragorn's like, not yet. And I know yeah, it happens that. next chapter, but but I think it's it's 
spoke it's talked about a little bit this this chapter yeah i think you're right about that yes yeah so um yeah i'm sure i glossed over more than a few things there and we we might we might add a few things in there but but i think that's the the long and short of it connor what do you think of this chapter yeah you know i mean despite my um you know proclamations that it's another section where they just name names and fan like lineages and stuff like it's it it was nice it it was a nice kind of uh wrapping things up chapter or you know like like it's it's very ceremonial um it's very nice to see kind of aragorn come into his place as as the king and um you know i guess seeing them seeing frodo and gandalf crown aragorn was really nice um yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's kind of just a very sentimental chapter with uh with with a lot going on, a lot of loose ends kind of being wrapped up, I guess. Um and yeah, there there's you know, there 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 is a lot going on, right? There, there Yeah. Um I I thought, you know, cuz cuz really I think the majority or the the meat of the chapter really is the um the blossoming romance between Faramir and Eowyn um and I thought that was really sweet and um it it was just a pretty cute thing and and you know reading it like the day before Valentine's Day I thought was pretty fitting I I remember having that thought I was like oh wow this is kind of like a kind of like the Valentine's Day special um oh that's kind of cute yeah and uh obviously it's it's complicated as that that would be Eowyn's status on Facebook if facebook was around back then um because you know her heart is kind of still she's still a little bit hung up on aragorn you know yeah and uh so so yeah she's she's a little bit more guarded than than faramir but um but it was it was sweet nonetheless and they both kind of healed each other via the power of love and then finally the doc the, the the doctor or like the their warden's like they're healed you know like yeah the power of love healed them so yeah it was very sweet right he's and i helped you know yeah yeah (laughs) i'll take all the credit yeah i'm surprised to hear you know you were mostly on board with this chapter um i i like talking about it and thinking about all the stuff that happens in this chapter and the following one I do think there's a lot of cool stuff that goes down and, and like there are a lot of loose ends that need to be, or, or like are satisfying. I shouldn't say need to be, but it is satisfying to have them like addressed and tied up. And I think Tolkien is sort of like making a very tight ending to his story. It seems, um, but you know, one of the things I wanted to mention was like, for me personally, I found it harder to motivate myself to read now that the ring is destroyed. Really? Mm. Yeah. So its hold on you has has <laughs> fall, has has disappeared. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just like I'm like okay, like the 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 driving force of the narrative is is done. You know, everything else is just the resolution, and it's like that's. That's nice. Like there is stuff that needs to uh, 
to be wrapped up, like we're saying, but... Um, the resolution is part of the narrative, though. Yeah, of course it is. Um, like, I, I still remember I still remember the, I, the, like, the story outline thing they showed us in, like, middle school... Uh, yeah, exactly. English class where you, you got the rising action. action. Yeah, this yes. is the falling action. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that it's taking like outside of the the bounds of the story itself. It, it's just more so that like, you know, especially considering that like arc, um, I, you know, typically it's like the less falling action there is, the better because it's like the falling action is exactly that. It's like well the like yes, the story isn't literally over, but for all intents and purposes, like the thing that was the the main thrust of the narrative is now concluded. Like that's done, you know. And so I'm like, oh, now I have to read all the stuff that happens after they destroy the ring. And you know, Tolkien is is not very brief. You know, he's a very overlong kind of writer. And so, like, we're not really getting uh, walking around in the woods necessarily, but it's like, man, people are really running their fucking mouths, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's... So so, so that was kind of how I was feeling. Like, I I felt like I kind of trudged through some of this, to be honest. Yeah, well, well, when they came home and and then we kind of got... Again, that the <laughs> oh, this person came back, and there was this this guy, the son of this guy, and blah, 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 blah. like that. Like my eyes were glazing over a little bit at that point, but that didn't last for too long, thankfully. Um, and so, I guess I'm kind of like a, I think I'm kind of like a falling action truther or a defender. Like I, uh, I do kind of like moments in in stories like this where 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 it is kind of lower stakes and kind of um i mean this is not a slice of life obviously this is you know the end of a very long and drawn out um you know war essentially and so it's celebratory in that the 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 day has been saved but you know i i like seeing these characters in situations where they're not under threat and um so so yeah you know i do appreciate it we'll we'll see if i feel the same way um you know with the next four chapters or however many more we have to read because i mean at at a certain point you know it is excessive but uh as of right now i'm still on board well i i appreciate that perspective on it so I, I don't want to paint the picture either that, you know, I, I was like banging my head against a brick wall getting through this, but, um, you're just a real action boy. You'd you, be like the, the explosions and the, the goblins <laughs> and the battles. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, what, what can I say? It's like the only filmmaker I recognize is Michael Bay. Yeah, I know. I mean, that that's, that's why, you know, I, I can't even count on, on two hands how many times you've you've said oh i wish michael bay directed the the uh lord of the rings movie that's true yeah jackson michael bay's lord of the rings would have been insane (laughs) i i truly would love to see those movies that would be incredible to see what that is yeah some some orc gets hit in the head with a sword and explodes (laughs) in a fireball (laughs) 
That's that would be like maybe the only reason I feel like I could be like okay, I I, I can like I can justify AI because it's the only way that that would happen. It's like there, there, you will never <laughs> see Michael Bay's Lord of the Rings, but it's like maybe. Maybe in a hundred years, like the technology will be good enough where you could just type that in a in a fucking thing and, and it'll just make it, you know. Shia LaBeouf uh, is Frodo. <laughs> He'd be a good Frodo. Oh <laughs> he would be. Yeah, I actually think that Shia LaBeouf would be a pretty good Frodo. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Josh, wh- why don't you weigh in? Uh, either like your general thoughts on the chapter or or anything more specific. What wh- what did you think of this one? Um. I thought it was a bit slower. Um, I haven't been particularly interested in Eowyn's plotline. Um, but it, w- it, it was both nice to see that she had a resolution uh, to her uh, interest in Aragorn. And that got tied up neatly with, with uh, falling for Faramir. But at the same time, it felt very rushed being contained entire their entire interaction with one another being contained in this chapter yeah and they basically meet for the first time and get married at the beginning and and uh get married by the end or or propose or or like announce their marriage by the end i think they technically get married in the next one um but it's uh I mean, I can start going through my notes. It's been even longer for me since I read the book, read these chapters. Usually, it's only two or three days, but this time it was five. <laughs> Yikes! Um, I did have a lot of notes in this chapter. Um, just quickly, yeah. Oh, and the and and Arwen and, and Aragorn that felt rushed as well. Sorry. Um, just yeah, I agree. Because uh, I mean, fuck, I'm blanking on her name. I just said Arwen uh, shows up in the movies a little bit. She's present at least. Here we meet her for the first time halfway through this chapter. <laughs> I think she's mentioned when they go talk to uh, uh, Elrond. Was it Elrond? No, I was thinking of the lady in in Lothlorien, whose name is Galadriel. Thank you. I remember Lady of Lothlorien, but that's all I can remember. Yeah, whenever it is, she's mentioned in the fe- in Fellowship, and then I don't think has has ever been said at all in the Two Towers. Nope. If you if if any hint towards her and uh, Aragorn's uh, relationship was in Towers, we missed it. <laughs> yeah, but we suspected for since the beginning of the story, really. Mm-hmm you know, that this probably wasn't going to be developed uh, very thoroughly. But yeah. yeah, it is kind of funny to just be like, wow, yeah, like, not it just not at all, you know? It's just like, okay, here she is. It's it's very much something that, like, Aragorn has going on in the, in the background and does make allusions to it, but... Um, yep. Yeah, it, it it's not... I don't think it feels very uh, like Earned? impactful when it happens because it's like, well, yeah, like pe- people are just like dancing around it the whole time. It's crazy yeah. that the um, it's crazy that the the romance between Eowyn and Faramir is more developed than 
<laughs> you're you're right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I bet we won't even see the the uh, Faramir and Eowyn in in the movie. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I doubt we'll see that. Or at least as well-developed as it is in this chapter. Just different um, priorities, we'll I guess. But, yeah. So I do have two really quick notes I want to touch on really quick. Uh, first, we got the we got that chatty nurse from a few chapters ago. It was back. That was when funny, the, When yeah. they're parading back into the village, uh, village into Gondor. Uh, but more importantly... Baragund is alive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I was... he, and he's immediately banished. <laughs> yeah. What did he do again? What's but, the deal with him? I was kind of confused. Baragund was the guy who Mary, um, or no, Pippin. Which one was a Gondor? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Pippin. Pip- Pippin served with, or, or like, was, oh, he was, like smuggled like Pippin his apprentice into the, into the war. No, that was no, Eowyn. No, that's that. That's and Mary. Mary. And, but, oh, okay. So Pippin, okay. Pippin, that's when they go to the like. Denethor has lost his mind and he's all crazy. Yeah. Baragon is like, fighting the other guards in the in the Minas Tirith like cemetery yeah. grounds or whatever. Bar- Baragon is is Pippin's friends from when he first arrived in Gondor. Uh-huh. He's the guard who took him away, took him to like show him around the city and his son and all that. And then when shit started going down. Pippin went to him to ask for help, and he abandoned his post to go stop Denethor from killing himself in Faramir. Oh, okay. And ended up, like, killing the, the guard for the tomb doors, or whatever it was. Um, and so that's why he got uh, banished by Aragorn in this chapter. But because he was doing it out of love for Faramir and his captain, he was basically told, yeah, you can just go serve him over there, yeah, 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 across okay. the river, where he's going to be a prince. I and then we we yes. thought that he died in the battle when when he was felled by a troll, or he fell when uh-huh. they were attacked by a troll. Okay. Uh, and then there was no mention of him after that until now, but he is alive. Yeah. No, I do remember that conversation, and and I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely dead. I'm like, that's what fell means. That's what that means. Like you fall in battle, mm-hmm. you must be dead. And Josh but it is like, intentionally vague, because Gandalf yeah. fell. And there's stuff to be said about whether or not that was actually dying, dying. Um, I, I mean, falling just means they can't get up again. <laughs> <laughs> All Baragons should have life alert. <laughs> yeah, Baragon's alive. I, I also was like, oh my god. And then, yeah, he gets his his whole conclusion too, right? He, it and it, it is kind of funny the way it's wrapped up with Faramir because when Faramir, uh, you know, crowns or goes to the ceremony with with Aragorn and and whatever, like Faramir thinks he's done. He's like, well, that's that, you know, I, I did my time. And Aragorn's like, nah, I think we're gonna keep the steward around, actually. <laughs> We're gonna have this whole steward position still, which I think is like a thing of honor. Like Faramir, Faramir seems like very, uh, you know, pleased by that. I yeah, think, but it was kind of funny to me because I was sort of imagining like Faramir's like, man, I guess I could go do whatever I want, and Aragorn's like, eh, I think you're gonna be the steward. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was it, it is a good thing. 
I took that more as like, like my job or like you are here, therefore I am useless, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my my part, which is handing off over the keys to you, and then I'm useless. And Aragorn's more like, no, you're not useless. You're you're still you still have your position, and that is a, a place of honor, like you said. Yes. I, that's how I interpreted that passage. No, I, I agree. That that is also my my takeaway from it. Um, I guess I just thought it was funny. That's like the way I imagined it was was it almost like Faramir's like clocking out like his the like last day for yeah. retirement, and then Aragorn. Even though like, he's eh. been he's been in that position for a week, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's been a long week. Most of it on un- most of it unconscious. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so, you know, Faramir gets to be a steward of Gondor, and he's, like, the prince of, uh... The prince of Gondor, or, or something. He has some sort of, like, prince title. Or prince of, not of Gondor, but he has these lands nearby where he can still see Minas Tirith. He's I the, think it's the uh, place he met. He's the he artist met. formerly known as the prince of Gondor. Ah, that, that must be a Connor, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it's the same lands that he met Frodo and Sam in. Um, uh, Ithilien? Yeah, Ithilien? yeah, Ithilien, yep. Yes. I think that's it. So, yeah, so Faramir gets gets that whole thing. And then um, we've also talked about, like, yeah, this is sort of going into the next chapter, but um, we know that Eowyn and Faramir are going to be wed, too. So th- there are a lot of... Uh, things coming together you know pieces kind of coming together and loose ends being tied up um i think i have maybe a couple notes i don't know i took some notes while i was reading i'm all through some of these um go for it awen very early on has this to say when she's talking to the warden on my copy, it's page 236, which will be funny for Josh, who is now on page 1,000-something. Two, 208. There we go. Almost at uh, 1,240. Yes. Yeah. That's exciting. Tell us when you hit that page. Um, is it next A-Win week? Says, I think it's next week. <clears throat> It needs but one foe to breed a war, not two, Master Warden, answered Eowyn. And those who have not swords can still die upon them. Would you have the folk of Gondor gather you herbs only when the Dark Lord gathers armies? And it is not always good to be healed in body, nor is it always evil to die in battle, even in bitter pain. Were I permitted in this dark hour, I would choose the latter. We talked a little bit about how... um, for a long time, like Sauron is sort of presented as like the the manifestation of ultimate evil, and then um, just just prior to his undoing, Gandalf has this whole thing of like, well, Sauron isn't ultimate evil, but he's like the 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 catalyst or the conduit of evil in this time. And then Josh immediately was immediately was like, oh, he's Hitler, you know. This felt very much like another. Uh, like World War II Hitler parallel where it's like, yeah, you could stand around and do nothing uh, all you want 
but it doesn't mean that people aren't going to take advantage of that, you know. You you can't just you can't just roll over and and appease like these warlords like it's it's very flowery and and easy to be like oh well it takes two to have a war right and I I guess I just liked Aowen's point where it's like no it takes one you know like you can have a war where one side isn't fighting back mm-hmm. I, I did like I noted this quote too it was very yeah. uh words of wisdom for all the ultra pacifists out there yeah yeah that, so that's it's, how i interpreted it you know i'm not uh i'm not i'm not here as a warmonger either but yeah i mean i feel like it's it's a you know sort of a quote of a realist right in my mind from aon here mm-hmm. so i did kind of appreciate that you know um the other thing, so when Faramir and Eowyn are, like, kind of gazing out, they still don't even really know what's happening. I think when the ring is destroyed, they see the uh, the mountain erupt, Mount Doom. And upon seeing the eruption, Faramir says, it reminds me of Numenor. Um... In fact, maybe my note is a little short there. Let me just see if I can find that passage quick, too, and then, then I'll go off of what I really want to say about it. I thought it said that um, that, that reminded them of Newman, and I was like, have they been watching Seinfeld? <laughs> you know, maybe they've been watching some re- some Seinfeld reruns. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's invented quite yet. You gotta, they got oh, a few okay. more ages for okay. that to come. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. <clears throat> yeah, Numenor. I don't know. Maybe they're hanging. I mean, it's the last season of Curb is airing though, so I don't know. Maybe they're that. Maybe they are on kind of a kick. So, yeah. Um, he he says it reminds me of Numenor," said Faramir, and wondered to hear himself speak of Numenor," said Eowyn. "Yes," said Faramir, "of the land of Westerness that foundered, and of the great dark wave climbing over the green lands and above the hills and coming on. Darkness inescapable. I often dream of it, and I was." Really, I was thinking because like we've we've heard a lot about Numenor and you know shit from the past and stuff, but I I guess I was kind of this line made me think about how George Lucas always kind of gets shit for it's like poetry it rhymes, and <laughs> I'm like man like the more I think about it, the more I just like see and recognize how. Uh, influenced I think he was by the Lord of the Rings itself and that like Tolkien does this all the time and this is sort of a moment that that kind of made me pause and consider that a bit more because it it sort of seems like there's this moment of uh, you know Faramir was not around to see like this this uh, destruction of Numenor in the past but he dreams of it and I don't know it's like you know, the the end of this age makes him think of, like, how how this other thing would have happened in the past. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just like how, um, you know, Frodo is, like, the echo of Bilbo also departing for his journey on his birthday and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I could go on. We've talked about all that shit to death. But, like, 
But I, I just thought it was interesting that Tolkien kind of took this moment to have a character reflect on how, like, their triumph over Sauron now in the present is is also kind of a reflection of, um, I think, this, like, much darker moment from the past. And so you sort of get that Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi kind of mirroring of, like, where they take place in the trilogy and, and the ways in which they they reflect one another of, like, bad ending, good ending, respectively. Yeah. Well said. Connor, you like Star Wars, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. I, oh. I mean, I, I'm not into what, like, what happened before Baby Yoda. All that's all this, like the movies and stuff that before they came up with Baby Yoda. Oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're talking about BBY before Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that was a good one. That's their in universe. That's the in universe uh, timeline measurement of uh, measurement of time, right? Yeah. No, it is. It is. Yep. It, it is. actually means before the Battle of Gavin, but yes. There's uh, there's layers to that one, buddy. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much it for me in Star Wars. I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, Grogu. Ugh. Sorry, Luke. Knocking into Not stuff. I, I still I still wince. I don't I don't think they ever should have named Baby Yoda. I think they should have incorporated. They should have just had the characters be like, "That's Baby Yoda." You know. You're not a fan of Grogu. Yeah. I guess yeah. I have to admit it is a pretty good name, but um, I just—I don't know. I do like Baby Yoda. Something about it just works. Yeah, I agree. They should—they should refer to him because, like, now what happens with like in pop culture and stuff? Some people refer to him as Grogu. Some people refer to him as Baby Yoda. But when they refer to him as Grogu, there's like a huge portion of the population that, that has no idea what they're talking about because like he's known as baby yoda like that's the you see the face that's baby yoda everyone sees the 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 plushies in the mall and stuff like that you know to normies grogu is not a thing it's it's just baby yoda hmm. so i think it might have been a misstep i mean that's star another- wars does that all the time where the, what the community calls somebody and what it's actually called in the universe has always been kind of different. Like, like how everyone like calls Luke be- Louie. <laughs> no, I was going to say like 90% of the aliens you see in the cantina in a new hope had like community names before they got like canon names. And there's always going to be that disconnect. Which like, one of them, Josh, were as big as baby Yoda. That's a good point. Because normies are yeah, not know, talking that's... about normies are not talking about the guy in the fucking space bar. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 talking about Baby Yoda. What about Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks? Everyone would just call them Ewoks, but I don't. How many people would have known Wicket? The like the specific name of any of the Ewoks. I didn't even know they had names. Yeah. I had no idea. That's one thing. That's one thing that like Baby Gollum's gonna have a leg up on Baby Yoda. Yeah. Because we're not gonna. Ha- it's, it's not gonna have to be like, oh yeah, well Baby Gollum's real name is like Snorbin or whatever. Like, <laughs> because his name, his name Smeagol. is Gollum. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever. Like his name is Gollum, you know? Yeah. So like I mean, just having Gollum be baby Gollum, it's like perfect because you don't even have to change it after. I think that's true. But I think Josh does have a point where it's like it, it, it is going to be kind of confusing if some people do refer to him as baby Smeagol. I don't think like that. That could be an issue. Like, both names are kind of recognizable, but they're not. But Gollum yeah. is 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 the one. You know, the one name to rule them all. Yeah, true. No, I mean Gollum just like trounces Smeagol any yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. Week, for sure. So, because like what they could do, I could see them trying to be like, oh yeah, when he was a baby, he called himself Smeagol. But that would be like that would fuck everything up. Like we don't want to talk like. It's not going to catch. It's not going to be no. sticky if you if if you you create the character and he's baby Smeagol and like I'm I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Josh, what other notes do you have here that that you want to go through? Um. Well, there's this uh, this song in the middle of the chapter when they're at like the big party, um, where the do. Oh no! I'm sorry. It's the, it's when the eagle comes and finally tells them that everything is all right. Sing it for us. No. Um, and he actually goes through. It, it is written like a song normally would be. It, it's prose. Um, but I was reading that, and, and I was, all I could think was, "Wow, this this eagle is who's like." Telling everyone to be happy is doing a way better job than all the guys who were saying praise them with great praise. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> that is still really funny to me too. And he's like, he's just telling them like, go and sing and like rejoice and, uh, 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 like your your watch hasn't been in vain. Like people of Gondor, um, do do do. He's like it's. Like giving them reasons to be happy, not just like praise them with praise. It's like here's a reason to sing and be happy and and like celebrate. Um, and I also it also made me think of the like all of Gondor just being the Ewok village at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yes. Yep. So I'm just imagining like this eagle comes and tells them to all be happy. And I just imagine like the victory uh, rebel victory song playing in throughout Gondor. Oh, so not Yub Nub. No, I I do have the 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 retcon version more ingrained in my head, unfortunately. No, no, um, I agree. I, I actually think it's better. I kind of think so too. It's yeah. the one that's on my, it's the one that's on my music playlist anyway. So yeah, no, that's, I, I, I think that is one of the, the few special edition changes that I'm like, I think that was better. I like that more. Hmm. Anyways, we'll talk more about that. Uh, you know, in uh, the near future, right, Josh, perhaps eh, maybe, Maybe, but well, I hope you're open to being disappointed, Josh. <laughs> you know. Um. Let's see. Next note. I, I kind of jumped around on my notes earlier, so I need to make sure I'm not skipping any. Um. Talked about Gondor being abandoned. Words of wisdom. You covered that one. Uh. When. Fairbeard is actually like telling them, t- telling Eowyn that he likes her. Uh, still a better love story than Twilight. I mean, Eowyn and Aragorn. <laughs> yeah, good one. And I, as I mentioned, feels a bit rushed. Um, the Gabby Nurse is back. 
Sparagrant is back. Everyone feels a little rushed with Aragorn and Eowyn. Arwen. Blech. There's so many similar, so many similar sounding names for similar characters. It's really annoying. <laughs> yes, yes. But that that is actually all of my my notes. We covered all of them. All right. There's a there's a few things I want to touch on here. One of them is this whole thing with uh, Eowyn and and Faramir, and towards the end of the chapter, Eowyn has this to say. I stand in Minas Anor, the Tower of the Sun, she said, and behold, the shadow has departed. I will be a shield maiden no longer, nor vie with the great riders, nor take joy only in the songs of slaying. I will be a healer and love all things that grow and are not barren. And again, she looked at Faramir, no longer do I desire to be a queen, she said. Fellas... Do you feel like Eowyn is uh, essentially diminished and made to be a housewife in answer to her like uh, her her plot line of struggling to find independence? I did kind of feel that's what happened. Yes. I mean, Connor. I didn't even think about that, but but I, I, can, I can maybe not to that extent. Yeah, but... I I can see where you're coming from from that, but um. I didn't even say that's what I think. I was just asking what you guys think. I, I do I was, agree with the sentiment. I was, just, that she, I, was she's, just what, I was just wondering what you guys think. I don't know. You know? I agree that it's it. She is diminished, <clears throat> but the fact yeah. that she makes that choice is also like you kind of have to respect that. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I I, I had some mixed feelings on it. Yeah, Connor. Like you I was just going to ask what you think. Or... Like, like, what's the... No. What's your verdict? Yeah. I, um... I did think it was kind of weird because I forget if it's this chapter and this is why she's responding to it or if they talk about it more in the next chapter, but there was kind of this idea where it feels like like Eowyn comes to this realization that she didn't really love Aragorn but because he was, like, the most powerful man in the land, she felt like if she married Aragorn, that she would, like, then be put into a position of, of like, power herself. And I, I think, like, would, would have the independence to do what she wants, right? Like, that, that's kind of what I got out of it. Like, it wasn't even that she loved Aragorn, but, like, Aragorn's power and influence and title, like, were she attached to him, she would also get the, the benefit and, and some of the, the power by being married to him. So is it about power or is it about independence? It's about independence. I mean, I, I just don't even... I don't know, I guess. I... Uh, why would she have more independence with Aragorn than with Faramir? Because Aragorn's the king, and she would have more obligation, I feel like, as well, you know, <clears throat> if she was betrothed to him. Yeah, um... 
Well, so this is where I'm getting this from. Uh, just before the passage that I read, Faramir has this to say to Eowyn. He says, um, uh, Do not scorn pity that is the gift of a gentle heart, Eowyn, but I do not offer you my pity. For you are a lady high and valiant, and have yourself one renown that shall not be forgotten. And you are a lady beautiful, I deem, beyond even the words of the elven tongue to tell. And I love you. Once I pitied your sorrow, but now, were you sorrowless, without fear or any lack, were you the blissful queen of Gondor, still I would love you. Eowyn, do you not love me? And then, um, yeah, she says, I don't want to be a, a queen any longer. I guess I forget if there's more that they say on that, but, but you know, Faramir is saying here, like, hey, even... Even if you had everything you wanted and, and you did marry Aragorn, like, I would still love you. Do you love me, you know? And, like, the, I, I like that moment for them. But I guess this line, too, where he says, Were you the blissful queen of Gondor without fear or any lack? Um, yeah, I guess I got the feeling. I, I do think maybe somewhere the characters talk more about Eowyn's motivation or, like, reflection on on why she loved Aragorn. I don't think I'm just making that up, but no, I am I a mean, little scattered. I, I don't think you're making it up. I, I think there might be two separate character beats for her. Like I, I'm not, I'm not really entirely convinced that her, her uh, quest for independence and autonomy is <clears throat> all that connected to her, her love for Aragorn. Other than the fact that like he recognizes it in her and recognizes her, capabilities um which which i think faramir prob does too maybe in different ways i'm not sure but it's i mean it's an interesting thought i don't know if there's there's a a correct answer though yeah and i mean in the end i don't think it's like poorly done um because Eowyn was never going to end up with Aragorn, of course, because Aragorn and nope. Arwen were like destined. They were you know, de we, to... we all knew they would end up together from the very yeah. start. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, so with Aragorn off the table, it's like, so Eowyn either ends up with somebody else or, you know, Tolkien does the, the very popular progressive trick nowadays where it's like, oh, well. They don't end up with anybody. They're satisfied she, just by being on their own. She doesn't need no man. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up that um, he didn't do that. I don't even... I don't know. I have, like... I even have sometimes mixed feelings on that, too. Like, it, yeah, it's like it's not about, like, ending up in a relationship or whatever, but I also feel like that's sometimes a trope where it's, like... Uh, like, when they try to write, like, strong female characters and it's like, oh, well... They're just a woman who like fights people, and it's like, well, you didn't Some, really someone make needs a two-dimensional character. Somebody needs yeah. to tame her. <laughs> I, I, um, that is a trope for sure, you know. And I think it, yeah. I think this maybe does fall into that trap. Um, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I do think that Aowen sort of is like the, yeah, the the, the wild, uh, fiercely independent woman and then it's like oh, okay well she settles down with a nice guy and realizes she just wanted to have babies and stuff you know as all women do <laughs> <laughs> thanks Tolkien I mean, when you're right you're right Tolkien I don't know so 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, again, I, I guess I'll get off it don't, because I, I don't guys, have more to add. Guys, don't tell the, those right-wing Lord of the Rings accounts on Twitter about, about this, okay? Yeah, don't I'm, them, I'm sure, I'm sure they know all about it, buddy, don't already. Don't give them this as a weapon to use in the culture war. Yeah, it's, God, it's one step forward, two steps back, you know, <laughs> fucking brown queer Sam and now this. It's I know. Like, come on, Tolkien. I know. <laughs> you're, you're doing so well. Yeah, um... I don't think it's, like, poorly done. It's just that, like, I think it's there. That's really all I'm trying to say. When yeah. I say I have mixed feelings about it, it, it's not... I wasn't reading it like, man, this sucks. It's just more like, oh, like... Yeah, I do think it, it falls into that trope. Yeah, Tolkien is a misogynist. <clears throat> Thank you for laying that out so clearly and succinctly, Connor. That's yep. exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, and then I like how Faramir... We get this line, it says that he, he has to prepare for one who should replace him. Like, his duty is to prepare for one who should replace him as he gets the city of Gondor ready. And I like how that's in contrast to his father, Denethor. Like, you know, Denethor couldn't relinquish the power and held on to it to the bitter end, like, basically leading to his own death. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Faramir, uh, you know, willfully and honorably gives it the the peaceful transition of power you know yeah the ter- term people like as, to throw around sometimes as uh we we still you know follow that tradition to this day that we learned from middle earth yeah we learned that from right. middle earth yeah no one no one ever complains about that or no one ever tries to like what you know overthrow <laughs> the government or anything <laughs> <laughs> there, like no insurrections happen. No, hardly any. Hardly any thing. insurrection. Only one. Like only one. Like come on, that's a pretty yeah. good track record, right? Like basically zero. Yeah, I mean, basically zero. I know. But yeah, I, I like uh, that. That I guess, like I, I think, cool moment for Faramir. Not that you'd expect him to do anything otherwise. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you know, it's I, I like that Faramir is that guy, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, and, and one thing that I uh, was thinking while reading this chapter and having all the Faramir um, action, you know, especially in the beginning, I'm like, I I like this guy. Like, he's, you know, I, I, I've always liked him more than his brother, but um, I like him more. I think he's one of my favorite characters in the book. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, that's cool. It's cool. It's yeah. I mean, it's like Boromir is one of your least favorite, and no, he is Faramir my least favorite. Your... He is my least he favorite. He is. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow, so you like Denethor more than Boromir, though? Yes, I do. Wow. No, I don't. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that's, prob- that's probably a hot take. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I don't care about Denethor as much. Like, they're both yeah. they're both really shitty characters. They're both shit bags. Like, yeah. But I mean, I got to think about this. I got to think about this. I'll come back yeah. to you with with the proper ranking. But off the bat, off my off the top of my dome, Faramir is my least favorite. Most favorite. Most least favorite. Oh, sorry, Bo- <laughs> sorry, Boromir, Boromir, Boromir. No, I know, I know. You're it's it's the names, Those man. I know it. It's Faramir, Denethor, Boromir. Yeah, I know. I know. Here's my last note on this chapter. I wonder what their mom was named. Oh, uh, Baby Mir. What? What? <laughs> what, what why, not, why not Mama Mir? 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Baby, I mean, maybe if she's starring in the <laughs> if she's starring in the Baby Gollum series, she could we could name her Baby Mirror. Maybe that's Gollum. Maybe that's Baby Gollum's love interest. Yeah, that would be cute. Or maybe that's maybe that's what um like Boromir oh. was named as a baby, and they changed his name as he grew up. That that's a good, that's a good one. But no, I think Baby Mirror. I, I think okay. So this is actually like exactly what happens in the Grinch movie because. It'll be oh Gollum will it, and, and Baby Mirror will be like romantic. They'll have crushes on each other, <laughs> and then Denethor, Baby Denethor, will be like stewing in the background, like trying to sabotage their romance. And then, you know, eventually, and, and like that'll drive Baby Gollum insane and make him <laughs> more evil. You know? Are you telling me? Are you telling me you just want to make? Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole <laughs> yes, Christmas. I but, but make it Gollum instead. Is that all you want? Yes. We gotta hire Ron Howard to do this. We got, we'll get Jim Carrey in there, it's, you know, somehow too. Yeah, yeah. That way uh, Sonic 3 won't be his last uh, acting. Yes, what a shot. shame. That, that would be, be this. One more. He said, you got one more great. You got one more great role in you. You got one more great you role. Go out on top. How about Baby Gollum? <laughs> oh my God! Whatever. Okay. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Here's my last note on the uh, on this chapter. Okay. So, Connor, you mentioned before, like Aragorn's all like kind of he's dramatic he's down in the dumps yeah. and then like he goes on a walk with gandalf and gandalf's like hey look but there's this tree right um and oh, then yeah, aragorn's like yeah the tree. there is this tree well so one yeah there is like deeper meaning to the tree um i'm not even going to talk about that i don't really i don't i don't fully understand it myself but i know it's important to like uh the people of Numenor, like that's why Aragorn's banner when he when he flies it is the white tree of Gondor with the seven stars above it and all that. But mm-hmm. but I'm not even here to talk about the tree itself. Um, Gandalf says, "Where is it?" On page 249. <clears throat> so Aragorn says. Uh, I know it well, dear friend, commenting on something Gandalf says. He says, I know I know it well, dear friend, said Aragorn, but I would still have your counsel. Not for long now, said Gandalf. The third age was my age. I was the enemy of Sauron, and my work is finished. I shall go soon. The burden must lie now upon you and your kindred. Um... Yes. We don't fully know what Gandalf is talking about here at this point. He's but... going, he's planning to kill himself. So that's what you think. Obviously. Okay. So yeah. so I mean that's ominous. Obviously he he thinks that his time on in in this mortal realm is is nearing an end. But also I think after that they talk about how um you know he's like yeah, it's up to you and and your kin. And then Aragorn's like, well, I'm not going to be around for too much longer either. And then Gandalf is like, like, you're going to, yeah, you'll probably die after the, the next, like, like, like after your grandchildren are dead, like, 
your age once they're your age you'll die and like i'm just like yeah. confused about his life span in comparison to everyone else's i mean it is it he does have a very long lifespan yeah. and it was funny because i'm like he does he does kind of have this comment where he's like oh well you know i don't have that much longer left in me either and it's like he's probably going to be alive for like another 100 120 years like, yeah gandalf's like you like you got two more generations you got to live through <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I, it was just kind of a strange discussion. I, I think maybe so. Like at this point in the story, uh, Aragorn's like eighty something, and I think, given his lifespan, this is like him turning thirty. And I mean, God, I mean, boys, like we know. Yeah. I mean, like all three. I'm of talking us. with two people who just recently <laughs> turned 30 and it's like, I mean, you probably had some days where it's like, I'm basically one dead did not now, recently right? turn 30. Both, both Josh and I had existential crises when we turned 30. I sent you, I sent you one meme. Josh, that, that, that counts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that counts. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I don't know. That's just part of it. That's part of turning 30. And I think for Aragorn, you know, part of like uh, pushing 90 is he, he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm only going to be alive for another 150 years. So who even cares? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's that, that, that's that's real. I mean, I only have 90 more years left. You know, I'm, uh, I I feel like, you know, because I'll, I'll probably die in my, like when I'm at 120 something, you know, maybe. Maybe so. if you have a, a dark artifact that will unnaturally prolong <laughs> your lifespan, maybe. Oh, maybe I do have a dark artifact. <clears throat> but but my thing was more just like, so Gandalf's comment itself, like when he comes back as Gandalf the White and he tells his story, you know, we, I remember talking about how he sort of makes note o- upon, um, you know, these sort of cosmic forces that were yeah. like, no, Gandalf, not yet. You know, you still have work to do. And like it seems, Gandalf seems to very clearly be commenting on that here, and he's like, "My work is done, therefore, the like I'm not going to be around for much longer." Like there was there was terms and conditions to this. That's you know? exactly that's exactly it, Connor. I feel like the um, in whatever capacity he came back with whatever uh, you know whatever structures or or magic things that brought him back there 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 was a a a ticking clock you know that 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 uh started when he uh you know reappeared and became gandalf the white and so yeah i think he he has known this all along and uh uh yeah so it didn't come as too much of a surprise you know but it's still sad and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out if we do see it play out the end Mm. Agreed. It does seem like with the way Tolkien is sort of addressing things one by one, I do feel like there's going to be some kind of a resolution to this in the in the coming chapters. But yeah, we have not read that yet. Is there anything else we want to mention on this chapter before we go on? Any anything we missed or anything you want to uh, yeah focus on? Uh, we hit all my notes. It was a, a lot happened in the chapter, but. I think we covered most of the important stuff. Yeah. I'm all good. Agreed. All right. Then let's take a quick five and then we will jump back into our second chapter of the discussion 
Many partings. Alrighty. Alright, so we are going to be talking about chapter six, Many Partings. It's like, it's, we're talking about Star Wars stuff tonight, it's like Many Bothans. Right? Or Doctor Who's Parting of the Ways. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> I don't know, are you? Many Bothans right? died to part uh, these ways. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, as as the name suggests, there are uh, many partings. People are parting in this chapter. Frodo is parting uh, his hair in a new way. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, he's, you know, it's like, why not try something new after... Yeah. You you know you you were like certain you were gonna die. I know. On, like, He's earned a you know a, a a bit of a makeover. Yeah. There's also there's also a lot of uh, reunions. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Which I guess, is like uh, the, the opposite of a, of a parting. But I guess people you Precisely. have to meet up in order to part. Mm. Yes, they they are temporary reunions, but they are reunions nonetheless. Indeed. This this chapter starts uh, as I think Connor was mentioning before. He's like, oh, I think maybe that's the next chapter. And, and indeed it is. This is where Frodo goes up to Aragorn and Arwen, now married, um, king and queen of Gondor. Frodo's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> I should go back to the Shire, but I also want to see Bilbo. I really gotta Who's see Bilbo. Rivendell. Right. And Arwen's like, oh, you know, did you think it was weird maybe that Bilbo didn't come? And Frodo's like, oh, well. And Arwen's like, yeah, you know, he's fucking dying, Frodo. That is. You literally broke much. the thing keeping him alive. Yeah, yeah. that is pretty much <laughs> how she phrased it, too. It's just yeah. Like really, yeah, it's just really funny. She's like, you didn't even, uh, you didn't even fucking consider that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible nephew. Well, the only other are. person supported by the, the only other person supported by the ring, like directly, was Gollum, and he died with the ring. So, yeah, he didn't yes. really. I don't think he really thought about it. It's like Frodo. Are you scared about your yourself now? Well, like, are you? you know, <laughs> does that, what does that make you think of? Yeah. Yeah. Does this make you think about your own mortality? Oh, anyways. Um, Here's a present. And then. We get this whole thing <laughs> where, like, Arwen's like, oh, well, Aragorn's like, yeah, you know, of course you can you can go. Uh, you've done so much. I wish I could give you a gift. And Arwen's like, oh, I have a gift for you. You can take my place on the ship bound <laughs> for unknown lands and... Frodo's just like, oh, thanks. <laughs> you, you can also have this necklace. I don't know. Um, a cruise ticket. Yay. Yeah. Like, I know where that's go or like, I'm familiar with like where this, this plot point is going, but like, it's just mm -hmm. weird. Arwen just brings this up here. Like so casually, she's just like, oh, well you can fucking. It's weird yeah. how I she's talking like, to Frodo oh. because she doesn't even know him. You know, like, it's just kind of like a weird amount of familiarity <laughs> that is yeah. been earned. Although, side note, she does now have more lines to Frodo than Legolas. Like, wow. directly to Frodo. <laughs> it's pretty sad. Um, 
Is that true? I keep seeing the meme that Legolas says, the only thing Legolas says directly to Frodo is, and my bow. Oh. <laughs> oh, that, that, uh, that's funny. Huh. Yeah. And now that we've actually read through 95% of the series, I think it's correct. <laughs> I see. Um, but yeah, I, I did always want, I, I was also aware that, you know, Frodo's going somewhere at the end of this. Um, to the glue factory. Yeah, yep. <laughs> there, there's a farm upstate for him, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. Um, but I always wondered why he was allowed to go. So I guess this kind of gave me a little bit more of an answer of the the how and the why. I guess, yeah. We're not... Uh, uh, we're not there We're not yet. There yet. Yes. So I'm, I'm sure more will be said on it. But, it but, was it, on but my it's mind. interesting that it gets brought up here at all. And um, yeah. So, anyways, they they get ready to go. Um, I say they get ready, but this takes days because Aragorn's like, oh well, uh, Aemir is going to be coming back from Rohan to pick up his dead dad, and we're all going to go back to Edoras. And so, sure enough, that happens, and there's a whole big uh, procession, and and it's even joined by, yeah, Galadriel and Celeborn and, you know, Legolas and Gimli and ev- everyone there from the Fellowship. And then uh, Elrond is there. Um, no, a bunch of people. And they head out. They head out along with, uh, yeah, Theoden's casket and they as they go they they pass through the uh, forest and meet back up with Gonburigon briefly and um Gonburigon is like hey you know get you you got to be Gonburigon you know anytime someone else ever steps in this forest you got to tell me Gonburigon love is gone I'm Gonburigon love is gone <laughs> good one that's a good one too um, so yeah, that's that's another quick reunion and parting. And, Josh, you heard that song. Right? Th- Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So they uh, they they do make it to Rohan, and there's a, a whole there's a whole you know feast and celebration and uh, ceremony funeral. and funeral. That becomes a feast. That becomes like you know, Aemir's official coronation betrothal. as well, and the betrothal with Faramir and Eowyn. Yes, right. And then Faramir and Eowyn have their actual wedding there. Wedding and a funeral. All that's left is like there needs to be a birth. Somebody needs to give birth. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Baby Mirror will make an appearance. <laughs> or no, like, like, like a Faramir and uh, Eowyn's baby is Baby Gollum somehow, <laughs> like <it's just laughs> inexplicably Gollum yeah. reincarnated. Yeah. Now, see, it's it's like poetry; it rhymes. <laughs> and then it would be like the Seinfeld episode where, like, you know, they think the baby is so cute, and, but but like in in reality, it's an ugly baby. But no one can say that. Yeah. That's baby Gollum for you. Yeah, that's good. You know, this it, it writes itself. And then, you know, that'll just lead into, uh, 
you know, how baby Gollum stole Christmas or whatever. Exactly. And that, and that all takes place, uh, in Numenor, home of Newman, where Newman is the mayor. Yeah, right. That, that makes total sense. (laughs) It's just, it's all coming together. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And so, uh, after the whole, uh, thing there at, at, at Ross, um, the the rest of the group continues to make their way, you know, because they're they're going to Rivendell to meet up with Bilbo. Um, and and people like are partying along the way, like eventually, um, Gimli and Legolas, uh, I think shortly after this, hang back because they, or they no, see, I guess it's they it's want to see after you. the ends, right? Yeah, they they go into the caves at Helm's Deep, they and do, Legolas right? is like, "Well, Gimli was right," and then uh, they go into they they keep up with them until they reach Fangor uh, Forest. Right. Yeah. Because then we and get they the go whole thing. They go back to Osgiliath, or yep. um, sorry, uh, Orthanc. Not as yeah, Orthanc Tower in uh, Isengard. That's what I was thinking of. And it turns out that. Uh, Treebeard let Saruman go with Wormtongue, and it's like, oh wow, wonder what's going to happen with that. Well, we find out ten minutes later, but yeah. Anyways, I wasn't even they, thinking about it at the time. I I just thought like, oh, I guess they just slink away, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then when they show up later, it's like, oh, I guess the, the previous assumption that I had was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a couple very convenient sort of funny things that that happen, but um. But yeah, they 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 meet back up with like Treebeard and the other Ents, and they've they've been uh, you know fixing up Isengard, and Aragorn is like, oh yeah, these lands are yours again, blah blah blah, and whatever, and and yeah, it's at this point that Aragorn and Gimli hang back because they're gonna go explore Fangorn Forest and go on like a a road trip, you know, bro road trip, pretty much, and. Um, so they go they go do their thing and and the the rest of the group continues again. They meet and then yeah, then they meet up with fucking Saruman and Wormtongue and there's a whole fucking conversation there. And then they keep going and then eventually they they get to Rivendell and they meet up with Bilbo and that's like a whole thing and they talk to Bilbo and then um how does this chapter end? Oh, Elrond says something to... Fr- they're they're about to leave... Right, the Hobbits are about to leave um, Rivendell now that they've met yep. back up with Bilbo to go to the Shire. And, and Elrond's like, hey, you might not even have to come back here to see Bilbo because we might just be coming to the Shire ourselves. And hmm. it's like, uh, okay. I guess we have more Bilbo in the future. Maybe. I really thought Bilbo was going to die in this chapter. They kind of gave that impression, yes. But then he's like, Get, bring bring the, the book with you when you're done organizing it. So I there can was read already it and give my stamp of approval. In one of the chapters before, the, like in the last couple of chapters, there was a line um, that said, like, Bilbo has one more trip left in him or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of... <clears throat> foreshadowed a little bit well right I, I mean I thought the one last trip was like 
you know, the big one. The, oh, the, the trip yeah, yeah, yeah. Life to yeah, death. Yeah. That, like, that makes sense too. You're right. So when they got there and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm right. They kept saying that he's like, oh, I'm feeling so sleepy. And he's like, tomorrow's my birthday. And I'm like, this motherfucker's going to fucking die on his birthday, right? I, like, I did think mm-hmm. that he was just not going to wake up. Yes. That's that's what it felt like to me. But, you know, then it doesn't. I, I kept wait every time Bilbo had anything to say. I thought it was going to be like, OK, that's his last line. <laughs> yeah, like, those this are his final words. Farewell. Famous last And then words. he's always like, oh, one more thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's OK. All right. Many partings. What do we have to say about this? Um, yeah, I mean, there, again, there's there's a. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on like it's this is very much the back again part of the book yes um and so yeah you know it's it's interesting catching up with tree beard um i'm happy that he's doing well and uh it it was kind of cute kind of sweet that he's like yeah i can't i don't i don't have it in me to keep keep that poor old man captive you know like <laughs> like I, I i i can't do it he's just a weakling he's he he, he he can't cause any harm and uh so i just i don't have it in me i had to let him go and then gandalf's like yeah well his 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 powers worked on you obviously you piece of shit <laughs> you know? yes like uh so i thought that was kind of funny um and then yeah, like uh, it, it was pretty pitiful when they met back up with uh, Saruman and uh, Warm Tongue. Like Saruman is he, he's really just a really nasty little guy right now. He's he's just like really in lashing out at everything anyone says. Like he, it's yeah, it, it was it was you know pretty brutal. Like. Um, and some of the things Gandalf had to say about him were interesting. Like, obviously, they they kind of offered, like, a redemption or, like, to take him to a safe place and a place where he can, like, live out the rest of his life, you know, with happiness or, you know, some sort of freedom. But um, obviously, all those offers were rejected because, you know, he's just in a terrible state of mind, a bitter old man on the way out. Um, so he mm-hmm. doesn't... So yeah, he just kind of lashes out and and you know shakes uh, Mary and Pippin down for their weed and then, and then leaves. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Which, which is really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, and then obviously catching up with Bilbo was really nice. Um, I you know I love I love that guy. Obviously, we all love Bilbo. Uh, yeah, we do he, love Bilbo. He was a sleepy little guy, you know. So so it's like. It was pretty obvious that that he he was noticed like he was old when we saw him in the beginning of the story, but he's he's like noticeably way older now, especially after the the end of the the ring. So yeah, it was kind of sad, you know, and and uh, there was a sadness where you know Sam was like, he's not going to be able to write write the story of our journey. Like, who's going to write our story? And yeah, it's, it's like oh, you got to write it ourselves, I guess, or put it together ourselves. Um, and just, yeah, really cute scene where they were telling him the, the whole journey and he keeps on falling asleep during it. (laughs) Then when he wakes up, they just kind of start from where he fell asleep. Like nothing happened. Like it was just kind of a 
kind of cute, kind of sad. Um, and I, I, I hope, however, his story wraps up. It's, you know, he, he, uh, you know, passes away peacefully and fulfilled. Um, then the, the other thing of note that, uh, you know, he, he, he does ask Frodo about the ring. He, he, you know, does ask him if, if, uh, Frodo still has the ring and, um, you know, Frodo tells him, no, no, it was destroyed Bilbo. And then Bilbo's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the whole plan anyways. I forgot. I forgot. And he doesn't turn into a monster. Doesn't, doesn't become all fucked up about it. You know, he's, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it seems like the, the stranglehold is, is gone and he can kind of fade away, um, peacefully and not, not in, in the diminished state caused by the ring. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was interesting. And it, it, it is obviously a good sign that he doesn't, um, yeah, freak out or whatever, but it, it is interesting that he asks. Yeah. And, and then it's like, you kind of chalk it up to like a kind of a senior moment. He's like, Oh yeah, right. That was like the entire reason for like literally everything. Yeah, that was happening, right? exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Very much so. I mean, and, and also it just, but, it's, it was such a th- big part. Like it was just, it was a big thing in his brain and in his, like every fiber of his being was like, attached to the ring in a way that like i i think it you you can't just let go of thinking of it you know it's like it's gonna be there in in some capacity even after it's you know disillusion yeah yeah i think so too and that's that's kind of the thing it's like it is so important that like it's it is kind of funny when he asks and it's like oh yeah bilbo like don't you remember and it's like he it's like you would think like rationally he does right but but he is asking because it's like that that lingering stranglehold like there's yeah. that that like last shred that's still there like it's this compul like he i think he does know obviously it's destroyed like that's why frodo's back and everything but um it's like you can't he can't help himself, you know. I think that's exactly it, I that's think. exactly it, yeah. So, yeah, that that is some interesting shit with Bilbo there. Um, how about you, Josh? Anything you want to say about the chapter or jump to? Um, I already mentioned my thoughts on Saruman. I'm just, oh yeah. <laughs> um, I did find interesting that he wasn't as as um like well-spoken like at all in this chapter yeah. during his appearance. I, I think that's kind of, it, it reminded me of the line Frodo had earlier of evil looking fairer, but feeling fouler. Yeah. And now that evil has been revealed, it, it no longer fair. Hmm. Um, I don't think the connections like more than just that reminder, but um it was it, it it was enough of a tone shift in his character that it reminded me of it so um let's see we already know bilbo might be showing up later in the story we got a reference to smog smog i still don't know how to oh, pronounce yeah. that properly uh when when bilbo gives Sam some of the gold. He says yeah. it's almost the last drop of the smog vintage. That was cool. That yeah, was a neat I like that too. Um, let's see. 
reviewing my notes again. Um, I liked when the minstrel and the lore master stood up and named all the names of the lords at the mark in their order. Um, I was already like starting to zone out, and then I then I zoned back in when I got uh, to uh, and Helm who lay hid in Helm's Deep when the mark was overrun. And I don't know if we got that little tidbit in uh, the two towers, but uh, I was reading that on Sunday. I was like, oh, that's why it was called Helm's Deep. I just yes. thought it was a cool name. <laughs> yeah, I also didn't remember if we've gotten like that before, but it, but it is interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was a cool name, like Demons Run. <laughs> yeah. Demons Run Let's when see. a good man goes to war. Connor knows what's up. Um, and then when when uh, Gimli and Legolas part ways with the rest of the of the party, Aragorn says, here then at last comes the ending of the Fellowship of the Ring. And all I could think was, silly Aragorn, that was three and a half books ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a little late, buddy. Yeah, I was like... I keep knocking stuff off my desk today. I'm sorry. Um, and then uh, Celeborn, uh, Galadriel's husband, actually says something to Treebeard. I was like, oh my god, he can speak. I Like, he wasn't even a character, when, even in the chapter when we, they were spending a month in his domain. I think he said all two lines. So I was like, oh my god, this character is speaking. Yeah, he doesn't have and a lot and it's, and it's, yeah, it's to say goodbye to he tells Treebeard, I don't know. <laughs> so, let's see. Saruman. Oh. oh, yeah. So, before they get back to Rivendell, all the big, like, super wise characters, Gandalf, Galadriel, Elrond, um, sit around uh, in the in the camp at like in the middle of the night when everyone else is asleep and they they're communing and it's like the story's winding down and all of a sudden Tolkien just drops on us that they're communing telepathically and they have telepathy. Yeah. Yes. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> like we had all this stuff with like the palantirs being able to communicate over long distances and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, that's one of the more fantasy stuff, but this, the, the telepathy at the very end of the story, that's, Throwing me for a loop. Wait, who has telepathy? Uh, Gandalf, Galadriel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Elrond. Uh, I think that's the, just the three thing of them. is, is that it. It's never been, <clears throat> I think, like it written as blatantly as this, but it has been part of the story before. Yeah, it kind of made sense for that. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned that, I, I think uh, Galadriel does like look into their minds and stuff. But I assume that was part of the ring's power, the ring of uh, adamant. Um, this is just like the three of them are sitting around a campfire, just thinking at each other, and it's all three <laughs> of them. It, it's like the three of the. Hold on. Uh, if well, any wanderer had chanced I, I to pass, the... sorry. If, if any wanderer had chanced to pass, little would have been seen or heard, and would have seen to him only that he saw gray figures carved in stone memorials of forgotten things now lost in unpeopled lands for they did not move or speak with mouth looking from mind to mind and only their shining eyes stirred and kindled as their thoughts went to and fro yeah so i didn't think it was that weird that the elves could do that because 
I took from Galadriel that that was like an elf power. But I, I thought it was, it was weird power. that Gandalf could do it. Honestly, wizard, of all of buddy. them... Honestly, I, I feel like the reverse of that. I feel like Gandalf is the one I'm not surprised ha- can use telepathy because he's a god-knows-how-old wizard. And the elves... Like... I, I assume they they had to use the ring to do that. The, one of the power rings of power to do something like that. So... Well, we just don't know, but, I mean, you're... Right. I don't know. I mean, either way, we're making assumptions, but... Yes. Um, also, I do like the uh, the description in that passage I read of them all as, like, gray figures, like, statues of a forgotten age, as this whole chapter is about how the Third Age has now ended with Sauron's defeat, and the Fourth Age has begun, and the remnants of the Third Age are just, like, washing down the river, almost. Mm-hmm. And I, li- I like this description of them as just like statues of the forgotten age of a bygone age, as they're still sitting there. <laughs> yeah, well said. Yeah, they they kind of uh, their their success has has made them um, yeah almost obsolete in a way, or or like out of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the telepathy thing did jump out at me. I, I did. I don't, you know, not to say it wasn't weird. Like, it it was sort of like, oh, yeah, I mean, if you could do that, like, wouldn't there have been other opportunities where you would want to do that? But I don't know. Whatever. Yep. (laughs) Um, Could have been useful a couple times, but... One thing I wanted to mention uh, off of your line when you were saying, like, uh, so ends the Fellowship of the Ring or whatever... I did uh, that moment where where Gimli and Legolas like say farewell and stuff. I was thinking like it was a very uh, understated moment. Like there isn't yes. really any, um, you know, there there isn't a lot of weight to it. You know, Tolkien's not writing it like wow, like this is where. Gimli and Legolas finally exit the story, you know, two beloved characters making their last farewell, or they're just like, all mm-hmm. right, well, we're going to go check out the forest. Later. So... Peace. Yeah. And then I, I kind of realized as I turned the page, I was like, oh, like, I think Gimli and Legolas are done. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to read about them again. I think they're done. Um, and Gimli and Legolas are funny because, like, in pop culture and through the movies, like, they they, they are very well-known and, and huge. But, um, you know, their roles have always kind of ebbed and flowed in the books. And then, like, here in Return of the King, it's like they're barely even present. Like, they hardly do anything noteworthy. But yeah, it was kind I... of funny that, like, here at the end, they're just like, okay, well, we're going to go. And it's like, I think they're gone now. Going into the the series, I fully expected Legolas to have a much more prominent role, just given that you know Orlando Bloom plays him and was was really popular in that role. Um, so I, I I was surprised at how much of a backseat he he took for most of it. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. It yeah, it, that 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 kind of ends without much fanfare. But I like that, you know. I like that. Um, 
because it, it, it feels like, you know, Legolas and Gimli, their their journey is still going on. You know, they, they get to uh, they get to go explore the forest now. Like, that's no, that's cool. a spinoff for you, Amazon. Yes. The Odd Couple. Yeah, Legolas and Gimli, Fangorn Adventures. Hell yeah. Frolicking and Fangorn, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um... I don't know. Babies and Fangorn. What do you think? <laughs> oh, they they know. could be part of the that could they could be babies too. Yeah. It could be one Oh series. dude, okay, wait, wait, wait. You know how like the end draft it's like you drink it and you get like it, you get it makes you grow yeah. and Okay. <laughs> but what if there was like this other draft? It's the opposite. That instead, yes, that instead this is like the premise, right? It's yeah. like and so from from like Legolas and Gimli's like adventures, like if they oh man they they bring everyone back together, like you gotta try this, and everyone drinks it, and they like turn into fucking babies. Well, like, it's like Benjamin Button <laughs> draft. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I think that's that's a great premise, and it, it's believable because it's it's in universe. There's there's something that has the a similar effect, so it's like not out of the realm of possibility. Right. It's like why not. The only Why not thing, the exact opposite. Thing? Yeah, which which it was makes total sense. The only thing that's like a little bit far fetched is is Fairy Marinade would having baby Gollum as their kid. But that's but <laughs> <laughs> who cares really? Yeah, well, I don't know. We we'll can figure we'll that out. That. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Um. Man, yeah. So so there are a lot of uh. There are a lot of loose ends tied up here. It's like, oh yeah, Gimli and Legolas, they go back to the caves, they go to Fangorn. You know, it's like, we were talking about the falling action. It's like, it feels like Tolkien sort of has a checklist that he's going down. You know, he's he's coming back to all these things that he had mentioned and and um, ensuring that, you know, these things are uh, are touched on accordingly. Some of that I like and some of that I'm like, I don't think we need all this, but... Um, but but Tolkien seems to think you do. It's it's very much that kind of a story. So that's fine. Um, I want to talk about the meeting with Saruman. Okay. And again, like Josh was sort of saying, like, oh yeah, you know, he didn't really think that they would actually show up this qu- quickly, or or maybe even at all. And it's like, oh yeah, like. Well, I, I, when when Treebeard said they were gone, I just assumed they were gone from the story. Right. And then it's like, so, oh, they, they, they just happen to run into him on the road. Yeah, as beggars. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what I, to make of it completely. I feel like it should have been an interaction that happened earlier, not the end of everything. But also it feels it, I don't feel like it could have happened before this point. Yeah, it, I mean, it would be very different if the ring hadn't been destroyed, because obviously Saruman would still, like, sort of have a chance. You know, he, he'd be clinging hmm. to the to the option that evil still might triumph. But now they're meeting Saruman, and it's like, you know, the, the battle's over. Like, Saruman lost. And, and that's sort of what Saruman's perspective is. He's like, oh, you know, you fucking hunted me down just to, like, gloat? That I'm at my lowest point, 
Gandalf's like, we're just walking, dude. Like, we had no idea we were going to run into you. Um, so, yeah, Saruman is very insecure. And, yep. um, and And completely and thoroughly defeated. Yeah. Um... To me, it just seems like sort of a weird resolution because as Tolkien is like very thoroughly addressing things and wrapping things up, you know, Gandalf kind of has a line, I think, to the effect of, uh, you know, as long as Saruman's around, like he does have some kind of capacity for influencing people and maybe doing things that are bad. But they're just like, whatever. Just let him be. And to me, it kind of felt like, well, I don't know. Like, isn't he a war criminal? But they're just I like, know. oh, no, he's fine. Like, look at him. He's sad now. So isn't that punishment <laughs> enough? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it? Like, you're just going to let him rebuild his power and potentially rise again? Or who the fuck knows? Well, they he's seem like... It seems like nobody really believes he can do that. The only one that kind of questions, yeah. The only one that kind of questions his capability is Gandalf, and Gandalf does seem to think that he he is still capable of some pulling some some shit. But but he, I mean, he's obviously not too worried about it if if he just lets him go. Like it's, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Gandalf's kind of just, just like, oh, my job's done, so I'll let somebody else worry about this. Dude, literally, it feels like it feels like when you're about to, you're like five minutes to like clock out at your mm. shift, <laughs> and like you see some shit go down yeah. that like you know that like otherwise you would be responsible for dealing with, but you're just like, that is not going to be my problem. Absolutely, because I will be here for like four more hours if yes. I fucking open my yes. mouth. You know, like that's exactly it. That's that's where Gandalf's head is at right now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Could it all it all goes back to middle management Gandalf. Middle management Gandalf, I know. And I mean, I don't know if we see him again in this book. There's still four chapters left, but if not, like. I mean, he can be, he can be a uh, like bad grandpa in our spinoff series that we're developing. <laughs> yeah, I think that sort of would be his role. Um, I don't know. I guess I do like it because it's like, what's the alternative, right? You throw him in jail or you kill him, which would feel very antithetical to like what Tolkien's been been writing about this whole time. It's it's like, oh, well, if there's, like, hope for people to change or whatever, like, you can't just go around, like, fucking killing people who you disagree with. And, um, you know, I mean, Saruman did a little bit more than disagree with other people, but I guess I appreciate that. I, I think Tolkien is sort of extending, like, if not mercy, then, like, at least... at least giving Saruman the freedom to... Um, either make decisions that will rehabilitate himself or, you know, or give him the freedom to make worse decisions and then, you know, will ultimately face the consequences of those actions at a later time, too. But, uh... 
I, I don't think it's like particularly well done. I thought it was a weird meeting and a weird conversation, but there's parts about it that I appreciate still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does, it does seem considered like it's not, I mean, again, they do offer him a path to, you know, a happier existence and, it does seem like he he is you know not 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 quite as powerful as he he has been just in a, in a very diminished state and doesn't seem to be getting better so i think it's yeah. it's kind of just like a a thing where gandalf is like well it doesn't seem like he's gonna like he's even able to 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 like regrow his ability like it like it i i kind of feel like that's kind of it like like he's kind of at a like the the ceiling of his capabilities now um and is only going to get worse and then just die so it's like he could yeah. cause like he could cause some damage at some point but i don't i don't know if it was worth if if it's even worth the fuss cuz he's just in the middle of the woods with nobody else around you know like probably going to just die yeah. out there yeah i guess that does that does seem to largely be true probably all right, I have one more note I want to mention on this chapter. Sure. Um, sort of on this this topic that Josh was talking about of, like, you know, the end of the age and, and things are changing and, you know, um, towards the end of this chapter here, um, Gandalf... Or actually, I was like, oh, and maybe it's not Gandalf. No one actually even says this. Um, this is commented on by Tolkien, the author. But I do think at some point, maybe in the previous chapter, or someone mentioned something about this, and then I took this note when they touch on it again. Uh, this is what it says. But at length, all was said, and they parted again for a while, until it was time for the three rings to pass away. Quickly fading into the stones and the shadows, the gray-cloaked people of Lorien rode toward the mountains, and those who were going to Rivendell sat on the hill and watched, and blah blah blah, and blah blah blah. It was time for the three rings to pass away. Now, in Fellowship, they talked a lot more about the other rings of power, and like that was a whole thing that like we were trying to piece together and figure out, and as far as I remember... Yep. Um, Galadriel has a ring of power, obviously. Um, and then I think Elrond has a ring of power, and that was the whole Nenya thing. Yep. <laughs> so, I remember now. Wait, I thought Nenya was uh, um, Galadriel's ring. Is it? We did learn of what two of the rings were. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, like Galadriel 100% obviously has a ring. And then I'm like 90% certain that Elrond has a ring of power. Like, I thought that was it. But what I'm wondering is, like, what the fuck? Like, Tolkien has never, ever said anything, as far as I can tell in The Lord of the Rings, about this fucking third ring. And here he is again. It's time for the three rings to pass away. It's like, what? where, who even has it? What is it? Would Saruman have had it, and now Gandalf has taken it? But I think had that happened, wouldn't have. I, wouldn't I, have told yeah, you I, written about that. 
You're right. No, I, I, I am just speculating. Um, I, I don't think there's a direct answer that we've come across in the, in this text so far. And then like on top of that, even though we don't have the answers, it's like, why is it time for the three rings to pass away? It's like, okay, the one ring is destroyed. Wasn't that the whole point of why the rings of power are, like, dangerous? Or It's because the one ring was forged to control them, so it's like, oh, if you control the one ring, you kind of control all the other rings of power and those who wield them. It's like, but without the one ring that controls them, it's like, can't you use the rings of power... I don't know, is the idea that, like, is it dangerous to think that, like, any ring of power is able to be controlled? And do they all have, like, capabilities of corruption? Or, I don't know, but, like... I think I think they do, but at a, just a, a lower level than yeah. the one ring. And so, that, so you might as well get rid of them, too. Yeah, I, th- I think the whole point was that the, the one ring basically had admin access to all the other rings. Yeah. And because and because Saruman was or because Sauron was, you know, evil as fuck, that was a bad thing. Um he could, he could corrupt everybody. Um as for whether or not the ring the other rings themselves had the ability to corrupt, I would say that yes, since I believe they were made by Saruman, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that they do have the capability, but as Connor said, to a lesser extent. And uh, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Uh, I I think it ties back to the whole idea of absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. Where even if they aren't absolutely powerful rings, they still have power to them which means they still have the ability to corrupt, even though it isn't as absolute as it was before, that uh, that danger still persists. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Josh. That's that's kind of what I was thinking, too, is like after, after going through the entire struggle of destroying the, the One Ring, I think maybe it kind of causes them to like look at the other rings of power, and it's like, well... Even if they're not the One Ring, it's like, um, and and even if they, even if there isn't like literal darkness or corruption to them, it's like, um, just because they they grant the wearer whatever powers or gifts that they have, it's yeah, like there is sort of a danger in 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 just like having a very small singular amount of people have access to these amazing abilities and it's like that feels like societal commentary but um it'd be nice if like things were i I guess it also kind of made me think of like a disarmament sort of thing it's like well okay like nuclear weapons are bad right should we maybe like have less of those or and then it's like eh, i think the answer actually is to have more just every Every uh, kingdom should have, you know, its own ring. Mutually assured yeah, destruction. If, if, if everybody had a one ring, then it wouldn't even have been a problem. If there yeah. were more rings, so it wasn't the one ring, 
that kind of would solve have solved. They should have just re. They should have forged yeah. another One Ring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then it would have been fine. I mean, when did this? When was this book written? It was written after, like, during the Cold War, right? Or or before? Yeah, it was between. There it, were nukes this, around this already. Came out in the in the fifty. Oh yeah, no, there yeah. it was because this is post World War Two. This so this came out in the fifties. Yeah. Tolkien missed a step. Yep. Because <laughs> they could be living like we're yeah. living today. We're not. We're not scared. Someone's gonna detonate a bomb because of, you know, like, a war going on overseas. You know, we're, we're not concerned that like a that that an unhinged dictator is gonna nuke anywhere. Right? We're we're pretty. We're sitting safe and pretty here. Why would you be concerned about that when your own country has ten million nuclear bombs themselves? You think Who? Uncle Joe? You think Uncle Joe is gonna detonate? He's not gonna nuke anybody. Come on. No, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, not on purpose. Like accidentally, he will. Like he he might just oh sure yeah sleepwalk he's, and do it or something. He he's he's sleepy Bilbo right now. <laughs> he's sleepy Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He, he is he is Bilbo. He is yeah. Like, like, sleepy <laughs> sleepy Bill Joe. <laughs> Oh, that's like every press conference is uh is yeah. his his last interaction with Frodo that we, that we <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I was thinking I nodded off for a second. <laughs> He's got one last trip left in him though, so Yeah. Make yeah, sure we right. vote, you we'll know, make see. sure you vote this November. We'll see where he goes yeah. this time, if anywhere. So yeah, and then and then this kind of all wraps up with. Uh, and then yeah, I guess like I'm sorry. I'm sorry to keep on bringing this back, oh, but then fuck, I don't but then care. Trump <laughs> but then Trump is Saruman, right? Yeah, yeah. Except I mean yeah. a bit more powerful, but but just like a bitter old guy with 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 his lackey carting him around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. No, I guess that's I guess that's fair. I'll take that. All right. You can proceed. Oh, okay. God, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. We're good. Yeah. It's just now you got me thinking of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, um, you know, uh, or, or think Tower or whatever is like the Trump Tower of, uh, yeah. of Middle Earth, you know? Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. If, if, uh, fucking uh, Isengard. <laughs> Isengard yeah. is Mar-a-Lago, yeah. And in and, and the, uh, uh, what, what's so the, 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 uh, the ring he had or the you know palantir or whatever was was the documents that trump stole oh yeah that's right? see <laughs> there's too many parallels to i know ignore. i know life imitates yeah. art it it certainly does so yeah and then the the chapter wraps up where uh they're they're finally going to make their way back to the shire it seems Saruman did kind of have some ominous words about the Shire. Sam comments saying, like, I don't like what he had to say about the Shire. Yeah, what the fuck um, is up with that? Are they going to go back and everything uh, is destroyed? Have you looked at know. the chapter names coming up? I don't know, but he... But, no. But Saruman does have something to say about that, because it is... Yeah, it is kind of weird where it's like... Mary and Pippin are like, oh, yeah, Saruman, like, thanks for the, you know, fucking pipe weed. And he's like, well, you stole it from me. Uh, that was, that was, uh, 
you know, well bought from the Shire and blah 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 and you know, he yeah, he has something to say about that where Sam's like, I don't really like what he had to say about that. He comments on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I guess we'll find out. I I, I don't like that though. I still like I, I I kind of like imagining that the the conflict never reached the Shire. Well, are you shyer about that? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not too shyer about that, no. We shall see all that and more coming up on our penultimate Lord of the Rings book discussion. Anything else we want to say before we wrap up here, boys? Josh, you're good? I think I'm good. I think we covered everything important in these chapters. Um, So I haven't been as vocal this, this week. Um, Just you guys did a lot of the the points. I I feel bad. Like after I gave uh, shit to Connor at the beginning of this episode, I was like, Oh yeah. You know, all these names and shit kind of hard for you to weigh in on the discussion. Right, Connor. And yeah, meanwhile, he's (laughs) he's proved you wrong. I, I, I think maybe I, I lit a fire in him. I don't know. So, What's in a name? Maybe, maybe you should do that every week. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, guys. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, buddy. It's all in good fun. I feel it's like when I feel like when when it's We're, interesting, when there's inter- interesting things going on, then I, I want to weigh in. Or when I'm thinking no, about Baby Gollum, you know, which which I was yeah. which which I was thinking about a lot tonight. So, yeah, we're. We're going to have to, not next week, excuse me, but the week after, we're going to have to set aside so much time for podcasting in two weeks because we're going to have to talk about Dune in one podcast. And that's going to be, what, a, a two hour discussion minimum? It, it, is this as long as the movie? To be uh, hashing no. this out? Maybe. Well, no, okay. I, I got a little sidetracked on my, my main point, but well, it's okay. Our, we can uh, hash it out. I our, mean, our main point, our main, my main point is our ultimate episode for the Lord of the Rings book discussion is going to be so long because we have three gigantic books to talk about well, see, and a that's chapter. The other thing, which is why I don't think this is worth talking about now, because I don't think that's what we should do. You think we should just talk about one chapter and then just say? later no but josh what have we done every time we finished the book when we finished fellowship and there was one chapter left when we finished the two towers and there was one chapter left what did we do after we discussed that chapter we discussed the whole book yes the whole book not all three books the book return of the king but it's also the end of the the series which if you'll remember what we did when we watched uh watched read um hitchhiker's guide when we got to the end of that series we talked about our opinions of the whole as the series of a whole i think you both have good points but uh maybe we should hash this out uh off you're right i my 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 the only point i was trying to make is our ultimate episodes for the book discussion is going to be a doozy and josh uh, i I feel i i just hope that you and we should probably not start recording at eight quarter to 8 p.m and and josh josh i really hope you don't think that the dune podcast will be two hours because it's going to be a lot longer than that 
I said two hours minimum. I know, but it's like, I mean. <laughs> I'm expecting it to go longer than the movie. Yeah, well, check out what, what you know, how, how long our, our last podcast for Dune Part 1 was, and you might be more in the ballpark. <laughs> um Anyways, folks, oh, that's a little preview of what's to come. Uh, we're we're not entirely sure what 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 uh, form it's going to take, but <laughs> who knows? But, <laughs> who knows? What who it'll knows? Be, but it's it's happening. But it's coming. Um, it'll you, probably be an audio form. Probably so. If you like what you heard, though, uh, you can uh, support us on patreoncom slash Um and get some cool bonus content. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at chapter chumps on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can shoot us an email at chapter at gmail.com. Um, if you're feeling, uh, like you want to spread goodwill and, um, you know, give us a little boost, give us uh, a little boost in the algorithm on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice, a nice five star rating and in a, a sweet review. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Until next time, folks. I'm the baby. <laughs> wow.